What have you been hiding under those robes, Professor Malfoy? By Booktopus. Chapter 4 They washed in silence for a few moments. Harry remembered Draco's instruction to the class and scrubbed thoroughly, getting every nook and cranny. Draco? he asked. As if breaking away from an important thought, Draco paused before saying, Yes. Uh, would you be able to get my back? And I'll get yours. I'm afraid I can't reach, and you said to be thorough. Draco was quiet again. Harry backtracked. No, it's fine. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Draco let out a heavy sigh. No, it's not that, Harry. I'm happy to get your back. Spin told me. Harry was relieved as suddenly Draco's soap-slick, smooth hands were deftly gliding over his back. Harry relaxed immediately into the touch, savoring the feel of Draco's hands on his skin. The thing is, Potter, well... Draco trailed off again. Harry chuckled nervously. Trust me, you don't have anything I haven't seen before, but I want you to be comfortable. I'll close my eyes, I won't look at anything. I can probably charm these glasses to black out, Harry was saying as Draco cut him off. No, it's fine. I'm not sure why I'm so nervous about this. I guess it's just that very few people have seen my skin over the last decade, and, I don't know, I'm worried about what you'll think. The relaxation from Draco's soapy back massage was quickly fading, Harry's curiosity more than piqued. What on earth could Draco be hiding under all of those robes and fancy clothes? Draco, I've seen you at your worst. A few times. And you've seen me at mine. And look at this body. I'm littered in scars and marks. Plus, you're my friend. What would I have to judge you for? He blinked a few more times. His vision was definitely coming back. He could recognize depth and colors now. It was almost like his vision was when his glasses were off. Not great, but not the blurry mess from minutes before. Draco was quiet behind him, still rubbing his back. You let me know, Harry said quietly. My vision is definitely coming back. At this rate, it'll probably only be another minute, until it's totally normal. I'll do whatever will make you most comfortable. Another pause. Harry was thinking about what to say next, when Draco finally spoke. No, you're right. And it makes sense if it's going to be anyone who sees, it'll be you. Draco's hands stilled and then dropped. I guess it's my turn. Harry heard Draco turn in the shower behind him. What was he going to see when he turned around himself? Warts? Disfigurement? Harry? Draco asked, hesitantly breaking up the racing thoughts in his head. Yeah, right, I'm, uh, I'm going to turn around now, and I can see pretty well. You're sure about this? Just look, Potter. Harry only hesitated for a moment before spinning around. You, you have a tattoo? Harry's eyes had zeroed in on the masterpiece that spanned Draco's back. It was an elegant white swan, floating on water, surrounded by foliage. Cattails hung heavy over the pond, interspersed with purple irises. A white lily floated delicately on the water. The swan's neck was curved delicately down towards the water where its twin, the reflection, was black as night, 
a stark contrast to the white above it. Both were a picture of beauty and grace. Harry took a step closer, and more detail came into focus. Delicate line work etching out feathers, the moon reflecting in the rippling water, the two swans a perfect mirror image, and the white swan. It wasn't white. It wasn't inked at all, in fact. It was Draco's pure alabaster skin, unmarred and made brighter by all the color around it. Harry reached his hand out, brushing the tips of his fingers over the line work, surprised to find that the skin was smooth, not a single raised edge to be found. Draco shivered at his touch. He still hadn't said anything. You have a tattoo, Harry stated, more confidently, wanting Draco to say something, anything. Observant, Potter. I have a lot of tattoos. Harry tore his eyes away from the swan. Draco was right. He was covered in them. Harry's eyes raked his shoulders and arms, even chancing a glance down at his bum and legs. There was hardly a patch of untouched skin anywhere. Harry could have sworn the water grew several degrees hotter in that moment, as his body flushed all over from the sight before him. Merlin, Harry exhaled. They're beautiful. Draco stiffened in front of him. You're, you're meant to be washing my back. He glanced briefly over his shoulder, breaking the trance that Harry found himself in. Right, you're back, Harry stammered, grabbing the bottle and spurting soap into his hand. Reverently, he began to massage the soap into Draco's back and shoulders. The muscles he found there were tense. Draco apparently hadn't found the same relaxation that Harry had in his place. Harry scrubbed in silence, sure to get every last corner of Draco's back. He was still admiring the swan and taking in more of the details. It appeared to be Muggle, unmoving in the haven of its pond. Why? Harry asked. Why what? Draco answered quickly. Well, lots of questions, I guess. Only if you don't mind, Harry said quickly. I'll let you know if I don't want to answer. Okay, then. Why the swan? It's my Patronus. Harry realized that he had never seen Draco's Patronus. He knew that he was able to cast a corporeal one, as he'd used it several times over their years as professors. But Harry had only heard of it mentioned, never having received a message via Draco's swan himself. I meant what I said. It's beautiful. Thank you, Draco said shortly. You can stop washing. I think I'm clean enough. Next question? Harry took a step back, averting his eyes, not wanting to lose Draco's trust in that moment, wanting only to see more. Uh, yeah. I mean, why? Why the tattoos? From the corner of his eye, he saw Draco rinse off, turn off the water, and Accio one of the large black towels to himself, wiping off quickly before wrapping it around his waist. You should get out too, else you'll be pruny, Draco said his back still to Harry. Harry shook himself out of his haze and followed Draco's advice, turning off the water and toweling off himself. Are you decent? Draco asked. Sometimes, Harry said, eliciting a throaty laugh from Draco, who turned around finally. Harry was quick to look him in the eyes, even though all he wanted to do was take in the artwork adorning Draco's dewy skin. 
Draco transfigured two of the student stools into leather armchairs, arranged next to each other. He took one, and motioned for Harry to take the other, which he did, eagerly. Draco hadn't moved to put on clothes, and Harry was happy to follow his lead. Why the tattoos? Well, it started as a way to reclaim my body after the war. I started with this one, obviously, he said, glancing down at his arm. Harry took this as permission to look as well. Harry could barely make out the dark mark anymore. While it seemed to have lost its black color and movement, the lines of it were raised, scarred and angry red. The ghost it left behind on Draco's skin was a far cry from the original. In fact, it likely would have been difficult to make out any specific shape if you didn't know what you were looking for. The tattoos that overlaid it, however, were spectacular. A mess of black and white flowers of all types, woven in and around each other with vines and other flora. Harry reached out and looked to Draco's hooded eyes for permission. You can touch, Draco said quietly. Instead of reaching for the arm itself, Harry boldly intertwined his fingers with Draco's, taking care to lift the arm and turn it this way and that. There were no breaks, no surprising bursts of color, just intricate, delicate line work from his wrist to his shoulder. He could make out every tiny petal on the chrysanthemum on Draco's elbow, each inner disc flower of the sunflower on the sensitive inner flesh of his upper arm. Honeysuckle climbed his forearm, nectar dripping from the dainty stamen of one flower close to his wrist. I can't believe that you hid these away, Harry breathed tearing his eyes away to meet Draco's. Why are you ashamed of them? Draco held his gaze for a moment, before dropping his eyes and Harry's hand simultaneously. He brought his other hand up to trace the lines of the scar, pensive. At first, I think I wanted them to be my own, something that no one else could see or touch. These are all the flowers from the manor gardens. Mother taught me the language of flowers when I was young, and I wanted them represented here, something to remember happier times. Those months in the manor with Voldemort and his cronies were... Draco paused, though his voice remained steady. Bad for me. After a while, I guess, and a lot of therapy, I might have been willing to share them, let the world see. But once I started filling my body, covering it so thoroughly, I was afraid, again, of what people might think. The Death Eater, marred with ink, unapproachable and dangerous. But they're so elegant. And you're not, Harry started before being interrupted. Yes, yes, not a Death Eater, blah, 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 Draco said snootily, letting go of Harry's hand to wave the thought away. But now, a professor. What would all the parents think? their precious sons and daughters being taught by someone so unprofessional that they would layer themselves in self-indulgent permanent marks. Harry started. Draco, they're not marks. They're artwork. I'm sure that anyone would be able to see that. You're... they're gorgeous. Yes, well, Draco snorted. I don't think we'll ever know. Harry didn't know what to say to this, so he said nothing dropping his own eyes and hands to his towel-covered lap.